We want to continue our study through the Ten Commandments today. We're going to look at commandment number nine. It's found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. This is what it says. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. I've always known this commandment to be, you shall not lie. And I do think it includes that. I think it includes all things lying. That lying is, is something we should try to avoid at all costs. And there probably is a good type of lying. Um, if someone asks you if this shirt looks good on me, it's probably the nice and loving thing to say, yes, it does, regardless if you think it actually does or not. Um, but I don't think the commandment is really done justice when we just talk about lying in general, because the commandment really isn't just don't lie. It's don't bear false witness against your neighbor. And really, the second half of the Ten Commandments all deal with how to love your neighbor as yourself. And I want to think about commandment number nine in that way. How do we love our neighbor? And one way, one very specific way to love your neighbor is to not speak falsely against them. In uh, Exodus, excuse me, Deuteronomy chapter 19, it elaborates on this idea a little bit. It says, if a malicious witness rises up against a man to accuse him of wrongdoing, then both the men who have the dispute shall stand before the Lord, before the priests, and the judges who will be in the office in those days. The judges shall investigate thoroughly, and if the witness is a false witness and has accused his brother falsely, then you shall do to him as he intended to do to his brother. Thus you shall purge the evil from among you. The rest will hear and be afraid and will never again do such an evil thing among you. Do you see the idea? The idea is sort of here in a court setting where someone is brought before uh, the court to testify as a witness. And we all know this. We've seen enough TV shows and movies, I'm sure, to have seen this. Maybe you've actually been in a court yourself to see this. But there are witnesses, right? Witnesses are brought forth to testify to something they did, they did see or they didn't see. And in this context, it's someone who is bearing false witness against their neighbor and lying, just saying that they saw something they didn't or they're hiding something that they did see in order to get their brother into harm. And God wants us to know how evil that is. And in Deuteronomy, he says, listen, if someone is accused of false witness, as a false witness, you should actually do to that person what he intended to do to his brother by lying. And it's a very serious thing. In fact, in our legal system, we have a term called perjury, which is really that idea that if you are brought forth as a witness and you swear to testify to the truth, and then you bear a false witness against your neighbor and that's found out, that's actually a very serious crime. They consider perjury one of the greatest crimes because you are now tampering with the entire legal system by your lying. And even our court, even our legal system would take that very seriously. And you could actually get thrown into jail for a very, very long time for perjury. And again, maybe you're thinking of a movie or TV show where you've seen that happen. It's definitely been in the media um, with uh, people in Hollywood and sports figures who have been accused of perjury. But here in the idea of God commanding his people, he wants us to know how evil it is when we mistreat our neighbor in a way where we speak falsely against him. And it's lying. It's just, it's just not telling the truth at all. If you're telling the truth as a proper witness, that's not what we're dealing with here. We're talking about someone who bears a false witness against their neighbor. And I do think this includes lying. I, I think lying is, is something all Christians should try to avoid at all costs. I think there's probably a context that I don't really want to get into too much um, 
of good line. You know, if someone asks you, do does this dress or this shirt look good on me? Uh, the proper and loving thing would be to say yes. Um, another context would be if someone came into your house to harm you, to steal from you, and they put a, put a gun to your head and said, are you the only one in this house? And you know you have kids and family upstairs. In order to protect those people, probably the good thing to do would actually be to lie to that person. But I don't think this commandment has is dealing with that kind of stuff. Because the commandment says specifically, don't bear false witness against your neighbor. Which really means don't use your tongue falsely to get your brother into harm. That's really the idea, the letter of the law. And again, I want us to think about these commandments, the last six, about how we love our neighbor as ourself. We can imagine that according to the golden rule, we wouldn't want anybody to bear false witness against us. Therefore, the simple equation is don't do that to someone else. If you're brought forth to testify, uh, either in a court system or actually just, you know, out and about, um, you should speak the truth. You should, you should tell exactly what you saw and only that. And you should let the justice system or God himself even figure out uh, the course of action from that point on. James in the New Testament speaks a lot about the tongue. Maybe you've read that before. James deals with the, the really heavy consequences of when we use our tongue improperly, our speech improperly. And in chapter three, he goes on this big discourse about how he compares our tongue to like a fire. Recently in the news, there've been all these wildfires in uh, California that have just basically laid waste acres and acres of towns, including homes. And because they don't know how to stop it, there's just, there's no stopping a wildfire when it gets to such intensity. And really James in chapter three kind of compares the tongue, the speech to that. That if it's not bridled, if it's not tame, and we use our tongue improperly, it can just do incredible damage, like a wildfire can. And I think bearing false witness is exactly that way. When we bear false witness against our neighbor, we can do basically irreversible harm to our neighbor's character and how their name is seen, how they are seen. And it's just so evil. And God wants us to know how bad that is. It's in the New Testament, we use this word slander. Slander isn't necessarily that you're bearing a false witness in a court setting. It's just basically basically speaking falsely against your neighbor to anyone at any time to make that person look bad, to make that person look worse, to change someone's image of that person. That's the idea of slander, is to take that person's character and that person's name and drag it through the mud. And it comes up so often in the New Testament, that how evil that is. I want to read a portion of James 4 now that actually speaks about that. It says in verse 11, do not, speak against, do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and one judge. He who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? This actually brings up the idea of, of judgment. That slander can actually turn into judgment. That you are now actually casting judgment on your neighbor by the words that you say about them. And the saddest thing, the scariest thing about this is I think I've actually done this about people. I've actually spoken about someone's character and name in such a way that it's almost like I've put judgment upon that person. Like, this is what this person deserves. 
And we know from the New Testament, we are, to, we are not to be the judges. We are to leave that to God himself. And when we slander our brothers and our sisters in Christ, I don't know if we consider the, the great damage it does to those people. And I know it's been done to me and I know it's been done to you that someone has spoken falsely against you and it's really hard to fix that reputation. And it's lying. It's, it's not, first of all, it's not true. And second of all, it's just hurtful. And really, we shouldn't have any part of that as a Christian. God wants us to speak the truth in love. And maybe there's that idea of good line, that maybe there's a good line if you're speaking in love. But I want us to think about false witness. I want us to think about slander. I want us to think about, are we doing that? You know, another word we toss around is gossip. And gossip almost has lost its sting. It almost just means chatting today or fellowshipping or, or just talking. And really, gossip is kind of the same thing as slander. Is you're, you're, you're spreading lies or you're tarnishing someone's reputation or character. And it's evil. And we just got to call it what it is. Then when we speak falsely against our neighbor, we're doing that person a great disservice. There's no way you can love that person when you're speaking falsely against their nature and their character. And it's so, it's so common. It's almost like we don't know how to stop ourselves. It's almost like the words come out of our mouth before we've even thought about them. And you've heard the old adage that uh, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can never hurt you. It, <laughs> I think we all not know that to be incredibly false itself. That words can do such great damage. You know, we live in a world now of social media where it's just so easy to get your thoughts out there. And there's a great, a bigger danger today to slander and gossip and and speak false witness against your neighbor than it ever has been before. Now it's not even just your speech or your tongue. You can actually do it by typing and putting your thoughts online. And we as Christians need to be very careful how we use our tongue. We need to be very careful how we speak about our neighbor. It should never be my position to speak wrongly or falsely against my brother or to take his name and, and drag that through the mud so someone sees that in a negative way. That's just not my position. Nor is it my position to be a judge and to cast judgment on someone with my speech to say, this is what they deserve, or this is what should happen to them, or this is what I saw them do, therefore this is what kind of person they are. That's just never my position to do. And God wants us to know how evil that is, so he puts it in the Ten Commandments. Never speak falsely against a neighbor. Never. As a Christian, you should be edifying with your speech. You should be building up with your speech. You should, in a conversation about someone, that person, whoever you're talking to, should leave with a better view of who you're talking about than a worse view. And I feel like that is just so uncommon today. When we're talking about people, it's generally in a negative sense. Even if it's not false, we are generally talking about the bad things we've seen or we've heard. And sometimes that can be in a false fashion. We can even use exaggeration and hyperbole where it's not out and out lying, but we're taking it to a level that's not true to make that person look worse, to make them actually come out as more harsh and more um, bad than we actually saw them to be. And that's bearing false witness. It just is. There's no way of getting around it.
And God wants us to use our speech in such the opposite fashion. We are, we do have tongues, we do have speech, we do have platforms that we can use to speak about people. And they should all be in fashions that edify and build up people and not tear down. And when you bear false witness against your neighbor, you're tearing them down. And again, you can do irreversible damage to someone's nature and character. And I think I've mentioned this before, um, that you can actually do greater damage to someone's name by speaking about them than you can by actually just taking their life. We talked about that when we looked at murder, that when you're angry at or you speak falsely against your brother and hurt his reputation and his legacy, that can actually last longer than someone's actual life. And it's, the idea is just you can, you can do so much damage with your tongue and your speech. And I was convicted by that as I looked at this commandment to go, I should never do that. I should never use my speech and my tongue to speak falsely in a way that makes someone look bad. I should speak the truth in love at all times and always. And if I can't, it's like, again, the old adage, if you have nothing nice to say, you shouldn't say anything at all. Just zip it. And I don't know how much we think about that. Generally outgoing people like myself struggle with this a lot. We like to talk. Um, we like to speak about things and people. And we like to make interesting stories. We like to make people laugh. And in doing so, sometimes we speak very, very harshly against people. Without thinking it. Almost. And we do irreversible damage to people's nature and character. And, and God says, you cannot do it. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do not lie against them. Lying hurts. It hurts me. It hurts others. And it should be removed from our conversation at all times. Now, I know this takes an incredible amount of work. And the application is really how to, how to fight against this. How do I fight against bearing false witness against my neighbor? Because sometimes it just comes out of my mouth. And it's almost like I didn't even think about it. I didn't consider it. I just, I wanted to tell something entertaining or funny or interesting, or I'm just angry and upset in the moment. So I speak with a very acid tongue and I didn't really mean to say it the way that I said it, but it came out. Well, what's the antidote? I think the antidote is kind of what it says in James is to let your speech be seasoned with salt, to train your mind and your tongue to always speak positively. Always speak lovingly. Literally, if you have nothing loving to say, don't say anything. That's probably the antidote to not bearing false witness against your neighbor. Because I, I think sometimes when you're, even when you're trying to not do this, if you're just not careful, if you're just tired, if you're just in the right or wrong company, you can just say something in a moment that first of all breaks the commandment of God and second of all just does really bad harm to your neighbor. And so maybe the antidote, maybe the, the way to fight this is to think every single day about how I'm going to use my speech. Put a reminder somewhere, put it on your phone, write it on a, on a, post, on a little postcard or keep it in your, in your pocket, put it in your car, put it on your mirror and just say, let my speech be seasoned with salt today. Don't let me hurt my neighbor. Let me build up my neighbor with my speech. Let me be very careful how I use my tongue. Otherwise, I can set a blaze. I can set a fire ablaze that can just take down people. 
And in Deuteronomy uh, 19, it says, if someone spares false witness, then the thing that's actually justice should be for that person to go through the harm that they intended upon their brother. And I know none of us want that. None of us want God to treat us with the same intent that we had against our brother in a moment of sin. And so therefore we should be very careful what we say and how we say it. And we should always speak about people in a loving nature. And that is hard and it does take work and it does take a lot of discipline. And oftentimes when you're around people who are speaking false witness against their neighbor, you, you join in the conversation. So maybe we need to change who we hang out with and what we talk about. And it will, it'll make some very tough choices. But if this changes how we speak and think about our neighbor, if this changes the entire course of our day, that now we're speaking lovingly and edifying about our neighbor instead of bearing false witness, then no cost is too great. And every, every decision we would make would be greatly worth it. So I hope this is something you'll consider today. And let your speech be seasoned with salt and, and build up and edify. And by God's grace, let us never speak falsely against our neighbor. Thanks for, thanks for listening.